Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. They ended up on a baseball field. After covering 2,700 miles in 40 days, first by walking 1,000 miles to Mexico City and then riding in buses and trucks to Tijuana, the caravan of 5,000 people came to a full stop on a baseball field 100 feet south of the U.S.-Mexico border. Beyond the outfield, there was a highway, and running along the highway was the border wall. So it was a baseball field where if you were lucky or really good, you could maybe hit a home run into the United States. We arrived at 9 in the morning after it had drizzled most of the night, and the field was full of wet blankets and clothing draped over camping tents and rain flies to dry in the sun, all supplies donated by people in Tijuana. When they were moving, covering ground every day, the people in the caravan had strength in numbers and a kind of power that comes from grace, or at least they were treated graciously as they passed through towns and cities. The Mexican people gave them food and shelter, clothing, money, because of what Jesus said. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was naked and you clothed me. It was like Jesus was walking with the caravan and all the doors were open. But when they arrived at the U.S. border, the door was closed. President Trump feared an invasion and sent 5,000 troops to repel them. When we arrived at the ballpark, they had been sitting there for two or three days wondering what happens next. And it was like you could feel the grace dissipating, evaporating with the rain into clouds and blowing away. Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose. There was an open space around second base where a dad was kicking a soccer ball with his kids. And we started talking to six young Hondurans in their early 20s who said they'd left home because of the street gangs. What have they been told will happen now? ¿Qué se han dicho a ustedes de lo que va a pasar ahora, ahora que están aquí en Tijuana? Pues eso estamos esperando, solo Dios sabe lo que va a pasar. We're waiting, you know, we're, we're just waiting right now. Only God knows what will happen. Have you been told anything? ¿Se han dicho algo? Oh, no. Por ahorita no, no sabemos, pero sí queremos ir a, ahí al puente para ver qué, oh, qué sucede. Okay. He said, well, we have uh, not been told anything, but we are going to the bridge to see what's going on. And what will happen at the bridge? ¿Qué, ¿Qué piensas va a pasar en el puente? Pues pidiéndole a Dios, pues, que se podría, que lo den el asilo político. We're hoping and asking God that they will give us asylum. Ha dejado todo, ¿no? Tu país, sí. tu casa, tu familia. ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? Por un mejor futuro y una mejor seguridad. So I asked him, why would he leave everything behind? And he said, well, I want a better future, and I want to be safe. From what? Seguro de qué? Seguridad, pues, al salir a la calle, al dormir bien, al no pensar que... So the gangs will see him walk out of his house, and he might have his cell phone with him, and they'll try to take it. You can't have anything, and they'll shoot him. Cuando salí del batallón, empecé a tener problemas con... Con, con maras, con gentes que, que tal vez yo había capturado familiares y todo eso. So he said, Every, everyone here has... Oh. At this point, one of the guys shows us a fat, 
10-inch-long scar running down his left thigh. He's saying that that is a scar from eight bullets from the Maras, ocho balasas. They were on two different types of guns. Are the gangs associated with drugs, or is it drugs separate from the gangs? Las Maras están entrelazados con drogas, o es más es otra cosa, o más. Entrelazados con drogas y con la sicariaco y la policía también están embrucados en eso. He's saying, well, no, they, they are related with drugs, sicarios, and also the police. Are the drugs consumed in Honduras, or are they being transported to the United States? No, they consume. They consume. Oh, okay. In Honduras? Yes. And what drugs are consumed? Como marihuana, la piedra, la cocaína, el crack. Oh, crack is la piedra. La piedra. Ya el presidente no hace nada, ya. Eso es para él. This guy is talking about the president of Honduras, Juan Orlando Hernandez, saying he doesn't care about poor people. So they're saying These young Hondurans do not like their president. They say he stole the election. They call him names. Juan, no. Es que Juan... Juan Robando supuestamente era uno de los narcos más buscados. They say he's a drug smuggler. Es narco. Su nombre es Juan Robando. Juan Orlando, pero allá le dice Juan Tortilla, Juan Cobón. Lo único que quisiéramos nosotros hacer entender a los estadounidenses o a los de otros otros países. So the one thing he really wants people in the United States to understand is that they're not coming with any bad intentions. Um, he was just saying right at the end that if we were really had bad intentions, we would have come armed, but we're not. We're here to find a job and to have a dignified job and to um, move ahead in our lives. And he said that's what people don't understand. Behind the home base backstop, there were three or four big white tents for women and children, maybe 30 feet by 40 feet each, with every square inch covered by sleeping pads and blankets, all dry. The kids seemed fine. The moms were calm, sitting, waiting. A grandmother, 64 years old, wanted to talk to us, but she was sitting in the middle of one of the tents, and we had to crawl over blankets and sleeping pads to get to her. Katie asking her why she left home. Un viaje muy difícil. ¿Por qué se empezó? Que en Honduras lo están matando de gratis. Y la mamá te dice que le puedes dar más dale. Shooting us freely. What did you see? ¿Qué viste? En empujo, amigos lo escaparon de matar. My son is die for Mara. ¿Qué viste? ¿Tú lo viste con tus propios ojos? Claro que sí, me la policía me lo Los maras lo iban siguiendo y entonces los policías no dijo nada. Entonces yo agarré. When this happened, she, she says she saw everything. The gang guys were chasing her son and she picked up some stones and threw the stones. But the police, police were there and they didn't do anything. Me metieron presa a mí. She was put in prison for throwing the rocks. Mi hijo venía de trabajar. Cuando empezaron, pam, 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 solo porque no les da dinero 
So she's saying basically that the armed forces wanted money, like you had to pay almost a fee. They would go around and ask people for the money, and we, we didn't pay it, and that's... Oh. La gente, nosotros vemos lo que está pasando, de que el presidente no hace nada por... So, the president knows what's happening, but they don't, he doesn't seem to care what's happening to us, that the, um, the gangs are killing us. How do you expect to get into the United States? Pues a ver cómo lo mete Trump. Well, let's see what Trump does. How long are you willing to wait here? ¿Cuánto tiempo um, tú puedes esperar aquí? No sé lo que vamos a esperar hasta que él diga que entren, que entremos. We'll wait here until he uh, says we can come in. Otra vez tu nombre, señora? Trinidad. Albertina Medrano Abarca. Albertino Medrana Abarca. ¿Cómo sientes ahora? Pues estar aquí me siento feliz porque voy a pasar algún día. Well, being here, I actually feel pretty good because I feel like I will cross over one day. Not all of the people who came with the caravan ended up at the ballpark. Some of the families were given shelter and safe houses located in the hills surrounding the city. Refuges run by evangelicals. We went to a couple of them. One was huge, big enough for a few hundred people, but hardly anyone was there. The other was small and crowded, with a kitchen, two stories of dormitories, and a patio where kids were watching a Woody Woodpecker cartoon off a VHS tape. We talked with a woman who'd fled Mexico City with her three children. She said some men had threatened her family. El narcotráfico quería que mi esposo se metiera a trabajar con ellos. So basically they were narcotraficantes and they wanted her husband to work for them. And they said, no, we don't do that, that's not happening. So uh, the narcotraficantes put a gun to her littlest girl's head and said that we're not talking anymore, this is going to happen. Meaning they're going to shoot the two-year-old girl. No, amenazaron que se las van a llevar. No, they said they were going to take Esmeralda for prostitution and the other child they were going to cut her up for organs. So they just like pretty much left that day. With what? ¿Qué llevaron cuando salieron? Nada más los papeles. Only the papers, only their papers. What was that like to walk away from home with only papers? Identification. Me dio mucho miedo, la verdad me dio mucho miedo y por seguridad de nosotros, nosotros no. I left with you know, very great fear and it was sad to do so, but again, my kids were being threatened and we've been very careful on this trip to never have our photographs taken and to not really talk that much because they chased us in three states. And now we're trying to leave the country, but we feel we have to be very careful. Look, these people were waiting outside in the street for us. We did sell a few things and got some money, but we left a lot of things in our apartment, which was a rental. And then they started saying, let's be with the, let's, let's go find the caravan. And they found the caravan. Sí, encontraron la caravana. 
taxi y estaban ahí los de la caravana en un lugar. Entonces empezamos a caminar. Once we found the caravan, we stuck with them. It was like a week and we'd stay inside of them for a whole week until we began to feel safer. Sí, en la caravana lo único que podían entrar eran los hondureños. Basically, you couldn't get inside the caravan that easily unless you were Honduran, so we said we were Honduran, and we passed as Hondurans, and we did not talk about what we're talking about right now with you. One day about noon, we went to the beach to see where the border wall runs into the ocean. On the Mexican side, there's a line of tourist shops and restaurants. But on the U.S. side, it's deserted. Open ground for three to five miles, either a public park or a no-man's land before San Diego. Nobody was over there except for two Border Patrol trucks. Going out into the water, the wall is made from concrete pillars instead of steel. They're spaced six inches apart to let the water pass through. And again, it looks like conceptual art more of an idea than an actual barrier because it would be easy to go out and swim around the last pillar. We were there on a day when there was a full moon and the low tide was so far out at noon you didn't have to swim. You could walk around the last pillar only getting your feet wet. We watched two people do this, a man and a woman. It was about one o'clock and the water was maybe up to their waist at the deepest. They walked out and around the wall, holding on to the pillars, sticking their arms through from the other side to wave goodbye. And then they walked up the beach and got into the back of one of the Border Patrol trucks, and it drove away, all very civil and kind of beautiful. There were a few other people from the caravan at the beach, but not many. Ruth Pena from El Salvador was there with her two kids. A 14-year-old son digging in the sand and a nine-year-old daughter clinging to her mother's waist, smiling. Ruth said she'd left home because her dream was to buy a house for her family and she thought her best chances would be to find work in the United States. I wondered if she was also going to walk around the wall. The water was getting higher by the minute. Okay. And what are you thinking now? ¿Qué piensa usted? Ay, pues si fuera, digamos, como voy yo con mis hijos, pues que sería maravilloso de que si fuera así, ¿verdad? My situation's a little different because I, I have my kids, and so I can't just do anything. I don't want to get in a situation where I might get hurt or they might separate us. So that's where things stand for her. So she's looking for a way, but it can't just be any way. Did you come by yourself with your children? ¿Tú viniste sola? Con sus hijos? Sí. With the caravan? Sí. And how was it? How was the trip? ¿Cómo fue la caravana? Muy pesada. Sí, es un camino muy pesado porque además viene uno conviviendo con muchas personas que uno ni siquiera conoce. It's been a hard trip. They've seen a lot of things. And there was one day in Wixla when it rained and she looked at her kids and her heart got small because she couldn't do anything for them. How are you feeling now about your decision to leave? 
Espero en Dios haber tomado la mejor decisión que sea correcta para el bien de ellos, para el futuro de ellos. Yeah, I, I just want to get there because I know that when I get there, no one can stop me and the kind of work I can do um, will sustain us. What will happen if you don't make it? Con el dolor de mi alma, pues toca regresar al país. Well, if that happens, I will go back to my country. And I have to really, maybe I shouldn't have done it so fast, but because my kids have missed school, and, you know, so if I ever did it again, I might think it through more. De este sufrimiento de este mes. We stayed in Tijuana a few days and left on November 21st, about a month ago. Now, I'm told there are only a few hundred people camping at the ballpark. Some went back home. Some were given work visas to find jobs in Mexico. Some waited in line and applied for asylum at the port of entry. Others crossed the line illegally and presented themselves to Border Patrol to apply for asylum. And then still others walked across the desert at night trying not to be apprehended by the border patrol. This wasn't the first caravan and it probably won't be the last. Come spring, more people will be walking north, fleeing poverty and violence. It seems obvious the thing to do now is to go down there to Central America and see what's happening firsthand. I'm far from an expert on Central America but I can at least go talk to people who live there. I'll travel through Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, then come back and produce a story. I'm told it's dangerous, but not for tourists. This is why Home of the Brave doesn't do advertising or have a sponsor or a paycheck, because then I probably wouldn't be able to go to Central America just because I want to, not knowing what will happen when I get there. It's going to be somewhat expensive, but somebody needs to do it, and I'm asking you, my listeners, for help. I'd like to thank everyone who's already gone to our website, homebrave.com, and posted up by donating, subscribing, or buying a patch or t-shirt. For everyone else, if you've ever thought about supporting this show, now would be a good time to do it. Our website is homebrave.com. There's some good photos there as well. Thanks to Susan Smith, Molly Malloy, and Julian Cardona for their expert advice, and also Katie Davis for translating and co-producing these stories. Ann Milliken here in Salt Lake City, and Charles Bowden, gone but not forgotten, were also a big help. I'm going to stay here through New Year's and leave for down south the second week of January. Happy holidays, and thanks for listening.